Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the HSP Podcast. I am Jeff Martin, along my tag team partner, Trend, the Trendsetter, and we are here, and we got a great show for you today. Joining us is Luna Havoc. Uh, she is going to join us. We're going to talk about the Royal Rumble and a lot of things, uh, a lot of things on the plate today. So I uh, hope she's ready to join HSP. You can follow her on all her social media, IG. It's at Luna.Havoc. Twitter at Havoc underscore Luna. And she's got a TikTok weekly wrestling show. And I know she does a lot of more stuff on there too now. Uh, her content for wrestling uh, at TikTok at Luna dot Havoc. She's a Jill of all trades. She Jeff. is. She is. <laughs> she joined us on HSP today. Luna, what is going on today? How are you doing? Now Now we talked about how we're doing before, but now really, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, just freezing my, my ass off in Canada a little bit. But other than that, it's going pretty good. How cold is it over there? It is actually dropping down to minus 26. Ooh, goodness so gracious. Yeah, it's just, it's it's all around just a bad time. <laughs> a, uh, knock on wood here in the East Coast because we're, uh, we're New York, New Jersey based. So mm-hmm. we really haven't gotten hit that much with the winter mm-hmm. blast this year. Hopefully there's a few more months left of winter and we don't see it at all. But we Stop feel, bragging to Luna. We, we, we feel, yeah, exactly. we feel <laughs> for you. Uh, I mean, so that, you're comfortable, is what yeah, you're that is basically <laughs> just a regular, you know, regular Wednesday for her, uh, minus yeah. 20 degrees. Uh, Luna, uh, so listen, we're gonna talk about the Rumble, but it's really quick about yourself. Um, just your origins, how you became a wrestling fan, and, and what made you want to cover it because everyone's doing it that's a wrestling fan, everyone has their opinion, and you took it to the level where hey, you want you want to put it out there on social media. So, just a little bit of your backstory and how you got to doing your uh, weekly show here. Uh, so going all the way back. Um, so when I was a little kid, we didn't have television. We didn't have cable, all that stuff. And my neighbor, his name was Todd. I will never forget him, but he got me into wrestling. Um, I would go over to his like house to like sneak in some TV. So he really got me into wrestling. Um, fast forward. I was actually living in the Northwest Territories, which is in like, I lived in Whitehorse, so the Yukon near Alaska. Um, And while I was there, I really got into TNA and Impact. Um, And I promised myself, fast forward a little bit more, that I would never get a TikTok, which most people do. Um, But when I found WrestleTalk, I kind of just found a lot of like-minded people that I don't have in Toronto. I don't have any wrestling friends here. So it was nice to kind of like bounce ideas and all that off of people. Um, Yeah, so that's how I got into it. I really love doing the show. I also, uh, Impact and TNA Wrestling got me through a really hard time in my life. And I just really believe in the product. So um, I kind of just like, I joke that I like work for them for free because I'm out there like telling people you got to get on their YouTube, you got to get on this. So um, that's kind of how I got on to, on to wrestle, wrestle talk and doing lives all the time, because there's a lot of people doing the WWE. Um, but I kind of wanted to just get on there and just 
expand people's horizons into impact wrestling a little bit more um, because I think it's it's really made a turn and it's a really amazing brand so yeah definitely obviously uh and it's also good because everyone talks WWE so you want to have like a separate little niche there and you talk about another company impact wrestling which i've always uh, had a lot of respect for i know a lot of people that's like the joke you know to to if you're a w or wd person you, you quote funnel a bit at impact wrestling but a lot of great stuff has happened look at the many people that have come from impact wrestling uh to uh places like aw and wdb and the people that we talk about today we, we encourage variety before it was only one 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 game out there and now you have so many other places that you can watch if you're not a WWE fan like you said uh impact wrestling uh ring of honor uh back then uh aw obviously new japan pro wrestling list goes on and on mlw of places to choose from and enjoy and kind of get behind absolutely and i've always kind of been that that person to kind of root for the underdog as well um i don't want to call them the underdog but you know what i mean like it just I feel like it doesn't get enough love and impact wrestling to me is the most consistent show out there right now over WWE and over AEW to me personally. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I can definitely see the belief there and uh, we'll talk about impact because obviously you're a proponent of the company and we'll talk about uh, a women's division there that you obviously mm -hmm. have been in previous interviews is probably the best division uh, of group of women combined right there uh in impact wrestling so we'll get to that in a little bit but you know i wanted to have you on here because first of all uh we love collabing with people uh your instagram is on fire your social media your show is on fire so we'd love you know we respect your opinion here so we want to talk about the royal rumble because you know a lot of people if you're a wb fan you, you thought it was good cody winning the rumble uh you know rhea ripley Kind of predictable in in a in a year where a lot of people were tuning in because there was maybe some unexpected stuff that would happen with the whole Sammy and and Cody thing. Who who should have gotten, uh, you know, the main event? Obviously, Sammy wasn't in the Rumble, so it kind of cleared us all there with that. But uh, you, we gave it. I mean, you ranked it either five point five or six out of ten, right? And we were a little higher on it. I really didn't talk to the trendsetter about it. Uh, I gave it about maybe like uh, seven and a half to eight. Uh, but you were critical and we want to have you on here and just be, what were the slight things that were the majority of things that you did not like about the rumble? Okay. Um, so <laughs> going to get myself into trouble. Don't worry, we have here. enough time. So I personally <laughs> did not like the predictability and that's just a, a, a like an individual personal thing. Like I would, I would rather see may young give birth to a hand again that sit through a royal rumble that i know exactly what's going to happen i i mean i just i found it boring and i understand that there has there's going to be some predictability but also to me personally having cody come in from aew um and win the entire thing just didn't make a lot of sense to me like for storyline wise, if we're going to make it predictable, like wouldn't Sammy come in and win it? I just don't understand Cody when he was in the WWE um, and then he became Stardust <laughs> and then he left, went to AEW. He wasn't really in my eyes. Maybe I'm missing something. He wasn't like the guy. You know what I mean? He wasn't a draw. Um, people were like throwing his belt back in at him <laughs> in AEW. And now all of a sudden he like progresses back to WWE and now he's all of a sudden 
And I've never seen Cody as the guy. I've never, I've never, I, I think he's put on some great matches. He's done some great promos, but overall, I, I don't, I'm not seeing it. I'm also hearing now that he's going for like the undisputed championship. So he'll be going for both belts, whether that'll happen or not. Um, but even seeing the poster from WrestleMania, seeing Roman Reigns and um, Cody Rhodes just doesn't, it does not tickle me whatsoever. So that, uh, not saying that there wasn't some good parts in uh, the Men's Royal Rumble, but overall it was just, did not feel like a big show to me. It didn't feel like a pay-per-view. I just, did, I don't know. No, pay-per-view doesn't person. exist anymore. It was a live event. Oh, sorry. <laughs> a, pre- a premium event. A premium um, event, exactly. Now, but now that's interesting. You know why? Because I've heard a lot of people say that too. Um, in terms of that, though, when, when you look at it from the perspective like you just said, right, you don't you don't see Cody as a star, though, but um, would it be fair to say that the day the time came when, when CM Punk took his ball and went home and Daniel Bryan was the guy, people were behind him, but was he necessarily a star as well? I don't know. I just think people really just rallied behind him, although they're trying to rally behind Punk. I think with Cody, though, to your point, yeah, he was in AEW. He wasn't really the guy. I really feel that was by design by Cody. Mm-hmm. And granted, you could probably tell. I, I think the one thing Cody did a really good job of when he left, when he was Stardust, is he did a really good job of connecting with the audience. Granted, you know, he was a big catalyst to certain degree. And obviously, Kenny, the Young Bucks, all those guys were a big catalyst in terms of what All In provided. But I think he was the face of that, you know, Woodstock, as he calls it. So, you know, back to your point where you're like, you love the underdog, you love impact, right? You love rooting for the underdog. In a way, besides, let's exclude Sammy from this, because that storyline of the bloodline, I think, has been one of the best storylines going all year with the 100%. WWE, in my opinion. Uh, I think Cody is that underdog, too, a guy who went out, uh, established a name, not not probably not the same quality of a John Cena or a Roman Reigns at this point, but developed a name. I think, honestly, they excluded everything he had done in AEW, so it, he doesn't really – nobody really mentions AEW unless Cody does during interviews. And I'm they sure. mention it as the excursion, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, it's the excursion. Excursion. <laughs> yeah. You know, he he did something where they're booing him, like he said. They're throwing his belt back at him. But yeah. for some reason, the audience has accepted him. Even though he's gone in his excursion, he's been away for almost five, five six, seven years from WWE. I think they accepted him. Obviously, there's that connection with his father. But I just think yeah. – if you exclude the fact that we don't see him as a star, which I see your point and what you mean, this is probably got to be one of the best underdog stories in terms of some get like the prodigal son returns and now he's finally figured it out. And now he is the complete underdog because when you look at it, Brock Lesnar couldn't do it. Kevin Owens couldn't do it. The, the list of names and Hall of Famers, John Cena couldn't defeat Roman Reigns. It's a David versus a Goliath. If there's ever a true story ever written. So I'm, I'm kind of for it to see what's going to happen. But um. Yeah, I, I just I'd, I'd probably like that promo that Cody did on Monday. As much as maybe people don't believe in Cody as the guy, and I understand that point, mm-hmm. I did believe everything he said, though. And that's a difference between some people who are actually put in that spot. He was very authentic in what he said. And I was like, wow, this is the first time I've ever seen this from this particular side of Cody Rhodes. So that's what intrigued me about it. And, and the, the reaction of the crowd, I'm like, wow, there's something there. That maybe mm-hmm. you're not seeing, or maybe we're not seeing clearly, but there's definitely something there that that's that's undeniable. Oh, undeniable! <laughs> <laughs> undeniable. Uh, um, because I, I also do watch AEW. Um, 
Cody Rhodes, to me, his promos, while they are passionate and they, you know, they come across believable, I believe he believes what he's saying. They're very, he has a pattern, you know, in promos. And I understand, like, he has a character or whatever. But I just feel like every time I hear him speak in promos, I've heard it before from him. Do you know what I mean? So it just like. Yeah, repetitive, yeah, repetition. Yeah. It's, which like, again, it, I don't know. And he's very, he feels very packaged to me. Yeah. And I don't, I, per, and like some people like that, or maybe some people don't see that. But for me personally, I don't like that. Like I like a little bit of grit on my wrestlers. You know what I mean? Mm. And if it wasn't Cody, who would who would you want to have been maybe put in that position? Because if you say Sammy, then he's the underdog and he doesn't have I mean, does he have that grit factor? Does he have you know like I, what would have made what he's would, a little gritty? So I okay, actually a little, did a, a little, a little bit. <laughs> so this makes absolutely no sense. But my my prediction not prediction, but my want out of the, the Royal Rumble was Kofi Kingston. Oh, okay. Which well, makes no I'm, sense. I mean, no, but, but I'm not. No, no like, because honestly, though, he had to me the most entertaining match at WrestleMania 35. I mean, that to me, that should have made an event. And again, I'm not against women's wrestling. I'm glad they made an event at WrestleMania. They made history, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. But at the end of the day, when you go back at it, we were there for that event. And oh, after, God, after, after Kofi Mania, it, yeah. the, the, the crowd kind of was in, in a lull. And that match. I mean, it was a long night. Let's be honest. That was that was that was WrestleMania. It was still one night, right? So it was a long. I mean, it was the cold... last, the last of it being. One yeah. Night. So it was one cold night, and people were super, super on a high from that match, and then they couldn't get that back for the women's match, and we felt it there. And I, I don't tell us why Kofi Kingston. We get it. We he 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 had the best match of that of that uh, WrestleMania. So tell us why you think Kofi. Um. Absolutely no no reason other than I just love him. (laughs) But if I was going to pick somebody realistic and maybe you guys can help me out with this because I kind of, maybe I missed something, but when um, cross came back with uh, Scarlet and he kind of came out and like Roman was there and he did the little, you know, like, you know, yeah, and he's like, Oh, TikTok, your time's up. What happened with that? Because realistically, if they kind of just went with that a little bit, I would have loved to see him and Roman. I feel like that's a believable opponent for him. I'm a huge fan of Cross and Scarlet anyways, but yeah, I don't know why they're not connecting. I don't know what I mean, you can obviously tell him losing to Mysterio on SmackDown. I, the second I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god, even Triple H has given up. He's throwing the hands." I I think mm-hmm. at least for now, but I mean, he's got the girl, he's got the intro, he's right. got everything and I mean, okay, so the first time it was like, okay, Vince doesn't know what he's talking about. He has no idea. He's got it, right? But now the same thing. I don't know. Maybe I just don't understand the character. Or yeah. maybe just, something's not relating there. And I think it's to the point where even Triple H, who is a big proponent of Karrion Cross, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he brought him back. He's one of the first people he brought back. I think we I think on social media, I was like, you know, write the wrong Triple H, bring him back and and do right by him. And it just has not worked. I cannot figure it out. It is perplexing yeah. to see what is going on with Karrion Cross. That's one of the first couple of people eliminated, too, from the Rumble. I don't get it, Luna. I mean, your mm-hmm. guess is as good as mine, but that's a that's a really big mystery of why just Karrion Cross can't connect. Well, let me jump in here for a second, guys, if you let me. I think mm-hmm. Karrion Cross, the thing that when he left before, when he had been brought up from NXT and they had built him up so well, 
and then he was used the way he was, loses Jeff Hardy in under a minute, uh, and then all of a sudden he's on um, he's on main event. He's not on TV anymore, and then he left. I thought that left such a bad taste that when we saw him again, we're thinking, oh, this is now the ability to do it right the time it was supposed to be done the correct way. But in my opinion, I hate being sticklers for this because I don't, I never really think it's that important. But in terms of production wise, it is to see Karen cross with the hair again, not a big deal, but it kind of threw me off a little bit. I'm like, all right, it's a new look going for the same type of character, but different style. But I have to admit when I first saw him, when he, when he had the rivalry with Drew McIntyre, I thought he's the one that should have really gotten over on that sense. Cause Drew was already established, but it just, it didn't, it didn't click for me. These two, when they were in the ring, it didn't work. And Karrion didn't look like he was in the best shape possible, too. So it looks like he was still not back into ring shape. So I think from that standpoint, when you have that first impression, we all know first impressions are very important, especially in wrestling. And you have a second time to give that first impression. I think Karrion's right. failed on that one. Besides the fact that, yeah, we showed up on SmackDown and he attacked Drew McIntyre, bring, brought down the, the, the hourglass and the sand going down. We're thinking, wow, he's going to be put right in the main event picture and just didn't develop that way. But I thought the presentation wasn't as well as the first time we saw him. That's fair. Yeah. It, yeah. And that's the thing is like, I, he is so charismatic. He's amazing. He has the look, he has the girl, as you said, when you listen to him new, in interviews, like outside of wrestling, he's such a cool guy. I just want to yeah. always listen to yeah. him, but I totally agree. There is something missing when he goes out there. Like when you see people like Zack Ryder go out there and just get themselves over naturally, no matter what they're doing to him you're kind of right in the carry and cross doesn't really do that. It isn't really translating on the, on the main roster, which is kind of sad because I like him a lot. Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely. I, I, I root for him. I, I was very happy when I saw him come back that first time, like you, you were talking about first impressions. I was impressed that first time because he came back, made a big impact uh, on, on the show. And I was thinking, okay, but then just something happened where I don't know, you know, yeah. obviously someone's watching something and they're like, okay, the, the crowd's not getting it or whatever. You know, you can't blame Vince now because again, we were always saying, oh, Vince doesn't know how to make a star anymore. You can't blame Vince anymore. Nah. For, for things <laughs> yeah. like that anymore. That was a great cop out. They always so yeah. out of touch. Can't do that anymore. Now, now yeah. before we go to the other match, well, other matches is another person is Seth Rollins because I think he deserved a shot because that Roman and Seth thing that they teased at the Rumble last year, and to see it maybe on a bigger stage with WrestleMania and just see him uh, seeing Seth just basically be in his prime right now and be like untouchable as far as having an equal. I think Seth would have been also deserving of that spot at WrestleMania. So you had three people and Sammy Cody, I still think because uh, I, I just think uh, Cody coming from AEW, and, and just being polished. And I think that the fans, honestly, there's a lot of fans, Luna, that wrestling fans, WWE fans that don't even know AEW exists and think he was just yeah, oh, away. Sure. Yeah. So again, so yeah. And then I thought so too, that oh, he's not winning the rumble. He's going to be the guy that beats Roman Reigns and AEW guy. If Vince was there, I'm not sure if he would have beaten Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, right? He probably would have main evented, but beat Roman Reigns and AEW guy. Now you see that Triple H connection with Dusty and, and Cody, and you can see that, you know, Cody could be the guy. But, you know, Sammy too, again, who's been a more entertaining guy than Sammy Zayn? So I think you can make uh, an argument for those three guys, and we'll see. But now, now we know it's Cody and Roman, so it's see what the story goes till WrestleMania. Now, the women's match you talked about saying that it needed to maybe – uh, help out or was maybe would fill what the men's match lacked. 
what did you like about it and did it uh and was it up to your snuff did you think it was it was better than the men's i think the women's match was better than the men's hands down the only the only thing i didn't quite understand was the nia jacks thing and i think a lot of people are on that boat um but overall i thought it was great i thought michelle mccool being there was amazing um chelsea green coming back was great um i didn't like how she got you know, thrown out in like seven seconds, but say exactly. Yeah. <laughs> lived. It, yeah. Um, but overall, and, and here's a case where the winner was predictable, but it just made sense to me. Like, I feel like she's put in, uh, Ray Ripley's put in so much work. She just looks the part. I feel like she could be a, an amazing champion. I just thought that match was just cleaner, but it was also, it just made more sense to me. I don't know. Um, the finale was awesome. I yeah, mean, the finale. So, yeah, Ripley is just amazing. Like that sequence it was just so good. Yeah, absolutely. So and that that it, was predictable, but it just it yeah it just made more sense. And a couple MVPs trendsetter in that is Oscar looked phenomenal. I mean, oh. that was freaking awesome, oh, yeah. man. Oh it, my god, I'm so yeah. happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. I could have loved like if she just took the entire thing, I wouldn't have been upset either. Another yeah. MVP was Walter, aka Gunther. Yeah, uh, did a really good job. I mean, being number one, and you know, people looking at him as you know, Triple H, uh, Cody. A lot of people seeing his praises for what he accomplished. I mean, there's really never a time. It, granted, a lot of people might have their their own feelings towards Gunther, but uh, he really stood his ground. Like there are moments where he was there, and people were just excited at the potential. And he he was never like. He was never one of those individuals that were like off camera for a certain amount of time, just resting. He was he was in the action at all times. So big credit to him. I, I would consider him MVP of the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, I, I'm a huge. I still call him Walter. I can't. Yes, me too. <laughs> still, but I'm a huge fan of his as well. Yeah, Another person, actually, from the Men's Royal Rumble is I'm a huge fan now of Austin Theory. Oh, oh yes. always, always oh, a fan of him. Talk about an it factor. He has something about him. Oh. Granted, I hate the fact that he's an incredibly handsome guy. I hate him. <laughs> yeah. And he can grow a beard so amazingly. His so hairstyle. Beard, never, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've, we've had Austin on the show before, too, prior to oh, him no to me. And yeah. it's like the guy just has something about him. A certain, yeah. Very, you know, down, he's very down to earth, very mellow. But when he's on that, that, in that ring and on that stage, he's just, there's something about him and aura about him. Mm-hmm. And when he lost or used the briefcase and it wasn't successful, like that whole storyline, and he came back and he was like this weird or this big heel. And like, it just, I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of him before, but him losing the briefcase and everything after that, it just worked so well. And I'm a huge fan of his. I actually was cheering for him and surprisingly Logan Paul. Yeah, for some reason, that <laughs> yeah, for some reason. <laughs> people hate Logan Paul. You cannot take anything away from the fact that he gains a reaction. Oh, sure there'll be a God. lot of haters that he hasn't put his time in, he hasn't paid his dues. We all understand that, right? But the mere fact that you can come in, I guess you could say you come from the streets and pick up this, which is so difficult for people to pick up, not just in ring, but also to get that reaction from the audience and, and play off that reaction which people spend 10, 15, 20 years to master that to a certain degree. Logan has that as well, too. So I, I'm right with you there. I, I think people He's, who hate on him or the, or the Paul brothers, it's like we wish you were in that situation because they just they get it. They understand the entertainment value of it. 
Absolutely, he's amazing. And his big moment match with, or big moment in the match with Ricochet was phenomenal. Like oh, he always wow. has those big moments in matches, you know, he's just, I, I hate how much I like him. Yeah, he's an amazing <laughs> too. Basically, apparently he had a good. 20 ACL. He's yeah. back. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, what was up with that? I was like, what was that prognosis? I've never seen such a good recovery from a torn ACL. I mean, that's just it's mind boggling to me. Uh, if that's exactly what did happen, or maybe they kind of kayfabe the injury a little bit. Uh, that that was crazy. But all these athletes, all the haters that are on like Logan Paul or Bad Bunny, even these the thing is about these guys that they're they're fans. They know what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So like, so like they know the business and know entertainment. They know what is entertaining from that you know, from the musical world or from the YouTube influencing and stuff like they know what works. They, they spend their time. They don't just show up there and put like whatever kind of videos up there or whatever kind of music they know what works. And when you're in pro wrestling, sports entertainment, right? Especially WWE, you know, you need to entertain. And I think that's what they do. One last person I want to talk about before we move on to uh, a few other things. Is- well, I want to ask one more thing too, real quick, Jeff, is that, you know, you said how much you wanted and, and so behind, Looney, you're still buying Kofi Kingston, right? I asked this to Jeff during the Rumble, too. And oh, I want to ask your opinion, too. It's that are we now – he's been known for having these amazing saves in the Royal Rumble, doing these mm-hmm. amazing things where he hasn't been eliminated. Are we now running an unfortunate pattern now where he's just not doing it correctly? Last year, he, he botched the uh, jumping on top oh, of the ring. Right. Just yeah. hit the chair. It looked like he really hurt himself. I didn't think he – like, That's two years now in a row. That's yeah. weird. That is oh, weird. Yeah, it was so. He doesn't so, like him. Wow. Does yeah? I think unfortunately he just needs to. That needs to stop because yes. he's really. This one actually scared me when he hit the chair when uh, Woods kind of pushed it over. That actually scared the shit out of me. I thought he really yeah. hurt himself. So I, I haven't heard anything since then. But unfortunately, <laughs> I think it's about time to wrap that up. That's yes. Cool. <laughs> I just yeah. got. I just want to get that in there. Another shout out to I think who really really did a good job at the women's rumble, and that's Liv Morgan. <laughs> I, I oh think yeah, she, I did. She yeah. did a great job. I think she's. Ever since she won Money in the Bank, the I mean, ever since she cashed it in, yeah, you know, a lot of people are gonna talk about that title run, fine. But I think she's just progressed better as a wrestler to be the third one left in there. I think, uh, I think she sold the uh, the uh, the mist. No, she was the last well. one. She was the last one. Yeah, so it was, it was one and two. It was one and two that are left in the ring. Yeah, yeah it was her, Oscar, and Ripley, and then you know, mm-hmm. uh, Oscar gets an Oscar eliminated, yeah. and then Rhea was number one, yeah. and Liv was number two, and and the Royal Rumble was pretty good. Like yeah. that spot. Yeah. So shout out to Liv Morgan because I thought she she did a great job at the Rumble. And now obviously it's WrestleMania season, but uh, a lot of things also going on too. And then finding out now uh, uh, t- uh, this week that Kota Ibushi is going to be his first. He's a free agent, and he's going to be so now excited. performing f- uh, for GCW uh, during WrestleMania weekend at Bloodsport Nine and uh, Janela Spring Break. Uh, we got to see him. Uh, here when he was doing the uh, uh, stuff for NXT for the Cruiserweight Classic, right? And so a lot of people only saw stuff in New Japan. And, of course, you know, the stuff he's done with Kenny. But now you get to see him in the States. You get to see him uh, in California for WrestleMania weekend. I know you posted that. How are you feeling about that? I So I'm super excited, first of all. I love him. I love everything he did with Kenny and the Golden Lovers. I just think he is just the best. That being said, I'm a little pissed off because I'm going to see GCW in Canada. They're coming here like two weeks before he debuts with GCW. So like, personally, I'm a little hurt, but yeah. I'm super excited to see him again. Um, yeah, it's, 
I hope I see him in more places, you know, GCW, I would love to see him in AEW with Kenny again, you know, I just, yeah, I just want to. Do you guys think this is something where he's just, he's going from promotion to promotion and doesn't necessarily sign a long-term deal or do we see him in WWE or AEW long-term wise? I don't, I, I would love to see him just jump around a little bit and kind of do his rounds. And kind of because I think he's so amazing that more people in North America should see him, and not everybody watches GCW, you know. So, um, would I love to see him in WWE? I'm gonna have to go with no because then he'd probably have to sign, right? Oh, yeah, he'd sign a contract. I wouldn't want him to do that. How about the the GY rumors, Luna? Obviously, that's a person that you were kind of you know, there were rumors about him at the Rumble, but let's be honest contractually he couldn't do it or right that there's a you know it's going to be between AEW WWE uh his contract is coming up soon I know he's got uh February gig up uh that that valley show in in uh, LA for New Japan where would you like to see Jay White end up I would love for him to just stay with New Japan to be honest um I also sometimes he does come to impact and he does the whole thing with the bullet club like with uh I'm a huge Chris Bay fan, so he's, like, with them sometimes. So, again, I don't want to see him go to WWE because then that will stop. Uh, And that's kind of my issue with some of these bigger players that aren't with WWE. If they sign with WWE, then they're kind of stuck in that spot. And I don't want to see him leave Japan fully. I just feel like that's his – he's, like – the king you know there so i don't know i feel like it'd be kind of sad if he just put himself in the wwe box and kept himself there now when you say that luna and you say like for kodobushi and jay white not wanting them to go to WWE, is that still from the feelings you had when vince was running it or do you think the still same rules still apply now that it's kind of under you know triple h's creative if if they were able to do wwe and other things i wouldn't mind but the problem with the WWE corporate brand, I don't think they could do that. Like doing Abushi doing um, GCW, let's just say, and doing WWE, if he could do that, or if he could go back to Japan or Jay White could go back to Japan and they would allow those things, then I wouldn't mind. It's just, there's certain people I don't want to see just on the WWE brand and only that. That's my only issue with it. It's not necessarily the creative because I feel like the creative from when Vince was there um, to now is like uh, night and I, I don't want to say day, but it, it, it's getting better. Um, but I just it's just being stuck in that one WWE universe for some people. I just don't feel like it it sits right with those characters. Same with like um, John Moxley, like when he was just in WWE, he didn't seem, and he's spoken about it now, he didn't seem happy just because, and it's not because WWE is bad or evil or anything. It's just, there's certain people I don't feel fit in that box. And I don't know if Jay White is that guy, you know? Yeah, totally agree. I mean, there's some people that you look and, and you know they they fit certain companies, they they fit mm-hmm. that mold, and there's other people that you would love to see. Like I said, that forbidden door is wide open, and and mm-hmm. the only place you're gonna, I mean, 
there's little cracks in it with WWE. If you saw Nakamura early, you know, on New Year's Day, yeah. you, you saw that. And then there's a little bit of more opportunity. You know, Tony Khan has talked about like a World Cup or, or I, I think, no, 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 it wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, Tony Khan, but, uh, um, but I think there was talk about uh, a World Cup between New Japan, AEW, WWE. Uh, you'd love to see it. But at yeah. the end of the day, like WWE would never do it because if it doesn't benefit them and it's not going to be, you know, their guy, if Roman Reigns is not winning that World Cup, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's just not happened. So I, I can see you could see a World Cup with AEW New Japan still be satisfied because you're seeing your stars. So I could see where like, you know, you'd love to see a Jay White just taking all these different people and not have to worry about boundaries and restrictions because exactly. you're at a company. Well, it's like when we saw like I. I can't help myself. I'm a fan of Nick Gage. I know people have their, their views on him. I just think he's such like a little muffin. I don't know. I, there's just something about him. I love him. That's one way of describing him. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Listen to his interviews. He's actually like the most wholesome fucking person somehow. Yeah. I don't know how. But take Nick Gage and put him on AEW as we saw. That did not work. It didn't look mm. right. Yeah. He shouldn't have been there. There's just, and it's nothing wrong with AEW and it's nothing wrong with Nick Gage. I mean, th that's up for discussion, but it's seeing them together for me, I was just like, oh no, I could do without this, you know? And it's just, there's certain people that I just don't feel fit on certain stages and the stages don't fit them. And I feel like that's the same with Jay White and Ibushi. So that's all. <laughs> yeah, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone has their opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, trendsetter. One of the things. Not my opinion on Gage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's more of a personal thing between me uh, and him. But uh, what? What? Oh, you got to hear the story. You know, so we were, we were doing um, uh, uh, we were doing a, a podcast. We're doing our, our show over there at uh, at a wrestling event here in Jersey, in Woodbridge, New Jersey, and um, he was on the card. And so our our equipment. Which is not cheap. <laughs> it's sitting on one side. It's a huge fight, and he's coming over to our table and wanting to power bomb this guy on here. And we're like, "No, you're not doing it." And uh, yeah, we, it was we, a little we, war of words because yeah, it was well, yeah. it was during the match. Change so. of words between the two of us. Yeah. And we're like, "You're not effing doing this." Or not? I'll I'm sense myself. You're not fucking doing this here. And he's like, "Get, get out of the way." And like, uh, I was like, "You know, I'm, I'm willing to." To, to sacrifice myself for the uh, for the safety of the equipment <laughs> oh, that no. I spent a lot of money on. So I've not been a huge fan of him. Don't hate the guy, but in terms of that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're not doing that here. So. Or, or talk to us about it before you can do the spot, right? Like, yeah, you exactly. actually run it through us. Don't just pick our tail out of the blue where we have all the stuff stuff up for interviews and stuff. It's, it is what it is. You know, stuff happens. <laughs> One of those stories that you laugh about now, which is like, well, well, well. But at the time. And at like, the time, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah a so. little, probably a little scary and yeah. – <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, I wasn't scared for the guy. I was scared for my stuff. <laughs> I was scared, for, I was scared for, for my wallets and all the uh, all the payments we had to to make on it. Yeah. Um. So I like this kind of talk because again, you have your opinions on the rumble. You have your opinions. So did we. And obviously, you know, it's a friendly banter, friendly you know conversation. But you made an excellent point too that you kind of tend not to have wrestling friends. Because there's a situation where, like, if you don't, you know, if you don't believe one side or you're not a fan of that, then really there is no meaning in between. Right. And so I kind of have made the analogy where it's kind of become now where, like, here, especially in the United States, is we kind of like you're taking, like, your political side. Where, uh, you know, obviously you're WWE and, yeah, you know, away they're, they're, right they're the uh, here would be referenced to as like the Republicans, the business, the, the corporation. Right. right. And you have the little guys, which AEW wants you to believe. But obviously they're 
backed up by a, a billionaire, but still, they're the little guy, right? Because there's mm-hmm. no comparison right now. There's years no. behind WWE as far as reputation. And you have Impact Wrestling, uh, GCW, MLW, you have little guys, whatever. So if you're a fan of that and a fan of that wrestling, there is no in-between because WWE sucks in their eyes. And for WWE people, they make fun of the crowds at these arenas. They make, you know, there's just no in-between. Do you feel there will ever be a way, and people making up these wars, fake wars between AEW and WWE, which is mind-boggling to me. Do you ever think there's ever going to be a medium where we can all meet in the middle and just freaking enjoy watching the product? No. I agree 100% with no. that. I was about to say yeah, it, <laughs> like, first of all, um, not even just as wrestling fans, people don't like when people disagree with them, which especially mm. over a fucking television show that people are getting up in arms on the internet. Like, if you don't like something, either don't watch it. Like, why are you going to fight with somebody about a fucking television show? It is mind-boggling to me. Like, if I don't agree with somebody or they don't agree with me, I'm going to wake up and see tomorrow. Like, it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, this whole fighting about, like, AEW, WWE, I can say things that I don't like about both of them. And no. guess, like, life goes on. Like, it, it is shocking. Um, but I have been on, you know, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Twitter, I'm on, and I talk to wrestling fans. And I made the mistake of joining uh, Facebook wrestling. Oh, mm. God bless you, Luna. Oh, my. I was on it for two days, and I was mm. gone. I like, it lasted that long. Oh, my God. It's it's brutal what people will say to each other. Um, what was it? Uh, I can't remember. It was something about Kenny Omega. I love Kenny Omega. I think he's great. Um, and that apparently is not acceptable on Facebook. <laughs> um, so the the vile things people will say to you, uh, if you have a difference of opinion on certain social media, on all social media, but it's more prevalent on Facebook, okay. I would say, Twitter. or uh, <laughs> even YouTube it has okay. been a little rough. But to go from what I've seen from people on social media to just be accepting all of a sudden, it, it it's going to take years upon years i we will not be alive (laughs) Uh, and i just feel like also um i do volunteer in a a pre-pandemic i can't do it now but i i have volunteered in mental health and i still work a little bit in that and just seeing how the pandemic and lockdown has affected people's mental health i feel like people are just angrier in general do you know what i mean oh yeah i feel like people are yeah so like people just taking out their aggression on fucking things that don't matter and not just wrestling in in everything right so i also work in customer service and just you. you know i know what am I doing to myself? Nah, uh, we come from the same road too. We customer service as well, and there's, there's, uh, I don't really necessarily always believe in the edge. The customer is always right. I don't, I don't generally believe that philosophy at all, um, because sometimes people take advantage of that. But to your point, though, you're, you're describing all these things that were going on and you know, joining Facebook for two days. Like I said, I'm surprised you lasted that long. So I'm surprised you just guys would have said Twitter, because Twitter to me is just Twitter yeah. has been yeah, people man. on Twitter to me. 
fantastic. Okay. Uh-huh. I've had no, I, like, I mean a little bit, but nothing, nothing bad on Twitter. TikTok um, has its moments. It's for me, it was Facebook and YouTube. Mm. For some YouTube people just hate me on YouTube. So good luck with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not worried about it. But uh, you, said, you said you worked in mental health, though. So I want to ask you though, with all that stuff, when you when you do things like this, what, what Jeff and I are doing, and what you do with your show, right? You leave yourself open for criticism, especially when you're talking about something as you would think simplistically as pro wrestling, right? They're very strong opinions. People can be very mean. The inter- the in- the internet wrestling community can be very vicious at times, right? Especially, more ex- especially as a woman. Let me just mm-hmm. put that out there because some of the things that people say to women online, yeah, as wrestling fans, I see it a lot. There's a lot of like my girls on TikTok that are wrestling fans, and some of the things that men will say to you in the wrestling community is crazy. But anyway, sorry, go on. No, most of the <laughs> say things like that, but never have the, the courage to say it to your face. Uh, that's what not. I find out as well. But uh, has any of that ever soured you from the moment to say, you know what, I don't need to deal with this. It's taken away from my enjoyment as a fan. Has that ever uh, even crossed your mind? Because some people who do this sometimes, when you dive so much into it, Mm-hmm. And you see it, maybe you don't enjoy it like you once did when you were growing up watching. Has that ever happened to you, or you've been pretty consistent despite you know all the negativity that comes along with with doing this and leaving yourself open for criticism? Uh, no, not at all. Um, actually, it hasn't really bothered me. The only thing that I have an issue with is um, my own mouth. Uh, like I'm pretty sarcastic, and um, typing comments to people sarcastically can cause some issues so i've had to apologize to a few people but other than that i whatever the criticism is what it is it doesn't really bother me um at all it hasn't hasn't deterred me the only time i felt deterred from watching wrestling was when um jay briscoe passed away and i didn't watch wrestling i said fuck this i'm never watching wrestling again but what people have to say to me doesn't doesn't affect my love of wrestling at all no yeah that hit home i still think about it and um it just i don't know it's i still hasn't really sunk in you know i guess Mm -hmm. because uh, i don't know if you ever met him in person uh but really awesome guys both of them uh, we met him on the cruise for uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, so like you go in there and they're very intimidating when you, when you see them, you think yeah. like they're, you think that they're the guys that they portray on TV and you see them, you know, these have these amazing killer matches, but you talk to them and they're really good dudes. You go to, I, I asked for a picture and they like, they turn around, they had their guy do the picture, shook hands, talked for like a few seconds, whatever like that. And then I'm like, thank you for the picture. Like, no, 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 we're here. We're here because we're working the cruise, right? We're working for you guys, whatever. So they, so, you know, and awesome. And then we went to an event in Baltimore and they're literally, every story you hear about like Tommy Dreamer saying that they were literally hanging out with the fans, the parking lot, they're hanging out with the fans. Like after the show, they're just sitting We're walking to our car and they're like in the parking lot, you know, talking to the fans. I mean, really, really oh. true guys. And, uh, I don't know. It just, it just hit. And then watching that tribute show oh on dynamite God. and Mark, yeah. I don't know how, like, I know Mark is kind of coping it like, uh, uh, with, with humor. 
and humor he, and, and, and faith and, and, and yeah. but man that's just a tough thing every time they pan out and you would see you know the side where jay would be especially you know by the and you're thinking like oh, he's not there you know it's it, i i give props to the family and give props to, to to mark and all of them for for coping with this man and it's just i don't know it just hasn't sunk in and it was tough when i heard the news it was really mm-hmm. really tough so uh yeah i feel you there luna that was a really shocking tragic and devastating news that was yeah somebody told me on facebook for a second hour before tony Khan, but i thought it was just like somebody trolling because like we talked about facebook and i was like whatever shut up and then when it was announced i have never i've never met him i've only ever seen them live once when i went to war of the worlds the new japan roh thing uh years ago but there is something there's something about the briscoes and i always like I fucking ride for the Briscoes so hard. Like when all that Jay stuff came out with the tweets and stuff, I was like, no, fuck you guys. This is like, um, I just, I ride for them so hard because they remind me of my family. Like, <laughs> like the old, the chicken farm, the, you know, Mark and his no teeth. And like, <laughs> that's like <laughs> my, my family, just the, I don't know. They just remind me of where I grew up and I just connected with them so much in their humor. And, you know, I'd always be the one thing on Facebook, I, I follow the Sandy hook page that they have and they mm-hmm. would do the promos and I'd watch them all the time. And I felt like they were talking to me, you know, like it just, they connected with their audience so much. Even if you never met them, you felt like you were part of their family. And I think that's what it was. It just stung so hard for like uh, usually when wrestlers or famous people pass away that i'm a fan of um you know you're upset but this like this was like personal you know it just i don't know it it sucked i never wanted to watch wrestling i didn't watch wrestling that whole week i was like fuck this i'm gonna delete my tiktok like it went hard for me it was that was that really sucked it um yeah and just uh, seeing how good of a dad he was and all yeah. that. It, yeah. No, you said it really well in terms of that they connected with the audience and they made them feel a part of it. Like they were a family. Uh, yeah. A lot to, a lot credit goes to the you know the examples Jeff brought out too. We met the Briscoes and they just felt like real individuals. And you know, even on the cruise when we met them, they were literally like three cabins ahead of us. And uh, you would see them with their kids. They were very family-oriented. Was very they brought their kids on the cruise? Yeah, their their wives and kids were on the cruise with yeah. them too. Uh, they were in the cabins as they were making the rounds, doing the, you know, you know, making the rounds of the signs they had to do. They were there with their kids too. And they, just, they never treated anybody the way they didn't want to be treated. And like, like, what they said on the on the um, after the match and, and Mark Briscoe had won, they basically described Jay Briscoe as you know a man's man. That's what he was, and that's how important it was for Jay Briscoe to uh, to be that part of uh, you know yeah. the influence he had with so many people. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously too, um, just again, uh, Jay having a success as a singles uh, competitor too, winning the mm-hmm. uh, title twice too. So I mean, they they were very. Uh, significant uh, in the history and will go down as a top 10 tag team, uh, you know, in wrestling, in my opinion, too, because uh, that's just how good they were. Even if they didn't go to a, uh, you know, AEW or WWE, you know, they their their impact on the business is, is, is you know, obviously hands down tremendous. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. Um, 
So Luna, you know, obviously you do other things as well. Obviously your Instagram, I mean, obviously you're blowing it up. It's, 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 it's great content on there. You know, what else do you, what, what else do you do? Obviously you, you're right on your bio, a horror film. So are you a, you're a horror fanatic as well? I am. So I actually collect VHS. Um, okay. I collect, <laughs> I have tons of VHS. So I collect a lot of like old horror movies and stuff. Um, horror was probably my first love before wrestling. Like I said, we weren't allowed to watch TV, but every weekend me and my mom would go to, it was called Jumbo Video, so like a blockbuster, and we'd get a horror movie and bring it home and like have a girls weekend. Uh, so yeah, I love horror movies. I do some horror cosplay and all that stuff. So um, I've done a few, I worked a few like uh, fan expos for the horror nightmare thing. Um, so that's kind of where I started with social media. It was a more horror than wrestling. Um, and it's kind of went back and forth. So now I'm kind of just doing both. But I'm a huge horror fan as well. <laughs> what are some of your favorite ones? If you had to give like a top five, in no particular order, of course, because I know it's difficult. What are some of the top five that you would uh, go to? Like, listen, these are top. I mean, a lot of people, when they tell me these things about uh, horror films, it's nostalgia behind it, right? So what are some of the nostalgic ones behind for you? Um, I'm going to have to go with Tourist Trap. Nightmare on Elm Street, which is just a classic. Um, Rosemary's Baby. Creep 1 and 2, which are more newer, but those are amazing movies. And I'm going to have to go with <laughs> Hellraiser. And there's a whole story behind that. <laughs> but <laughs> Hellraiser was like, I'm just going to say it, like Pinhead. When I was a, like, not a kid, but when I like, he was my like sexual awakening was Pinhead oh. for sure. I don't know if I could say that on YouTube, but you can beep it out. Yeah, but like, I love Hellraiser so much. It's just like the best movie. So a lot of people hate it, but. And I'm going to have to take your word for it because I'm a pansy <laughs> when it comes to watching horror flicks. So, uh, well, so I will, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll go running. And it's not against the <laughs> I just have a weak stomach and I'm just, you know, I'm not into that scene, but I'll take your word for it. I'll, I'll make this my top five. So if anyone ever asks me, I'll just fake it and be like, oh, this, this, and that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell uh, everyone that Pinhead was my uh, sexual awakening, too. Can you and, uh, please make a whole video about it? <laughs> there you go. Uh, we have, we'll have her back on and that'll be the uh, the topic of the show. Um, you, do, you ever, do you ever plan on maybe like coming or have you come to the States to catch a show or? I have not. I've been to the States quite a bit, but I've never been there to see a wrestling show. I would really love to go to Jersey. I have a friend in Jersey, so I'm supposed to go visit her soon. So I'd love to go see some like GC dub. All right. Well, we're in Jersey. So definitely uh, we, the invite is there whenever you want to, you know, come down and whenever you will make that happen, we'll do a little collab and stuff like that. The and uh, the only person I've never heard that say I would love to go to Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think she really loves to, to see a wrestling show. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that coming out to me is nice. I've heard amazing things about Jersey. Um, are they wrong? Probably. No, I'm not going to dis. I'm not going to dis my state. Probably but, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to dis my state. So I'm going to say yes. The, it, Jersey is lovely, and whatever will get you over here, we'll uh, we'll make it, it happen. Exactly. And definitely, and let's do it. Definitely. Uh, uh, Luna Havoc, thank you so much for being on the show. Totally appreciate your time and uh, just everything here. Hey, listen, you can have it. What we have proven is that we cannot agree on something and still get along. 
and then hopefully make plans down the road to catch a show in Jersey. So if you learn yeah. nothing from this, it's just, you know, let's all get along here, wrestling fans. Oh, no, it's now. easy let's... to get along with Luna. It's just yeah. get along with you, Jeff. I just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, Luna will go and I'd see her. Maybe I'll see her maybe next time in Jersey in a month or a few or a couple months. And But this guy got to deal with him for like, you know, uh, 24-7. So uh, <laughs> that's the deal with that. You know. He looks, he, he looks so stoked, too. No, you yes you obviously you Luna of course one hundred percent this guy here uh, this guy. <laughs> not so much but Luna really appreciate you you can follow her on all our social media again IG at Luna dot Havoc Twitter uh, at Havoc underscore Luna and on TikTok catch that weekly show she puts a lot of content on there anyways though she'll put she has an opinion on something she put it on there go and to- I can't wait to hear her opinion when Cody Rhodes does the unthinkable and defeats Roman Reigns oh my god the undisputed WWE well, universe you know what we gotta have you back for that yeah. so after Mania we gotta have you back and you if can Cody- have my my Cody Rhodes uh, reaction for sure yes exactly. you, get it first. you know it's gonna happen it's written in the stars as they say and it's just kind of the, the story that we can kind of tell you even said it yourself too the Royal Rumble is pretty predictable we know what's gonna happen we kind of have that feeling that's where they're going. We'll see what happens because we know wrestling is a funny business where it can change in the last minute, but it looks like it's leaning in that direction. And to the people that are complaining that Sammy should be at Mania and everyone's like, listen, Sammy's WrestleMania is going to happen in Montreal when he takes on Roman Reigns at Elimination yeah. Chamber. That's going to so be his. That. That's going to be that's going to be his Mania. That know? is going to be one hell of a, a ruckus crowd. I say there it's gonna be <laughs> Montreal's known for a lot of things, obviously the Montreal screw job, but it's always been a great audience. Great the Ho- the Hogan downtown. reaction, right? That's where the yeah. Hulk Hogan yeah. got his yeah. Canadian wrestling fans are like none other. It's no. it's nutty here. <laughs> yeah. And again, Luna, thank you so much again. That thank TikTok. So I want to get that in there at Luna.havoc. Thank you so much. Again, if you do come to Jersey, definitely hit us up and we'd oh, love to have sure. you back on after Mania so we can hear uh, your opinion on what might be Cody Rhodes defeating Roman Reigns. So, uh, Let's she looks so, <laughs> so happy about it, of course. So, <laughs> thank you, Luna. Appreciate right. your time. Thank you so much.